No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that the year of the Lord's favor is coming when God's servant will bring good news to the poor. Israel will be known abroad as being blessed by the Lord. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Isaiah chapter 61 on Simply the Bible. Life consists of times of joy and times of sorrow. While we would all like the good times to roll and keep on rolling, in this broken world, that is unrealistic. Sin has marred humanity and the world in which we live. But God does give us times of grace and favor. When they come, we must seize the day. In Isaiah 61, we come to a beautiful prophecy about the year of the Lord's favor, and we would all be wise to take advantage of it. Isaiah 61, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus began his public ministry in Galilee where he taught in synagogues, healed the sick, and cast out demons. After this, he returned to his hometown of Nazareth and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath. He was handed the scroll of Isaiah and he turned to this chapter. After he read to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, he closed the scroll. And then he said, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. But the people were offended by him. Jesus grew up among them. Who did he think he was? Now we recently returned from visiting Israel and we had a chance to go to Nazareth and visit the synagogue that's built where they feel that the original synagogue that Jesus visited once existed. It is a simple place, and it was easy to imagine being there when Jesus was handed the scroll and read this section of Scripture. And my challenge to the people there was, how would we have responded? Would we have responded like they did and said, well, we know who Jesus is, and would we have missed his coming and rejected him like they did? You see, we need to be aware of what the Holy Spirit is doing and not judge according to the flesh as they did. Isaiah 61 actually prophesies the first and second comings of Christ. But there has been a great break between the acceptable year of the Lord and the next part, which says the day of vengeance of our God. That is why Jesus didn't read the next section. He will not execute God's wrath until his second coming. So far, this break has lasted 2,000 years. It's as though Isaiah was looking at the future through a telescope. He saw the mountaintop of Christ's first coming, and beyond this, the mountaintop of his second coming. To Isaiah, these two epic events appeared close together, but in reality, there was a great valley between them, and we are living in that valley today. Jesus Christ is still carrying on his ministry for which the Spirit of the Lord anointed him. He is doing it through the church. He's preaching good news to the poor through us, healing the brokenhearted 
through us, proclaiming liberty to the captives and proclaiming the acceptable year of the Lord through us. As Christ's followers, we ought to pray that God would anoint us with his spirit so that we can effectively carry on Christ's ministry in the world today. May God help us to make people feel that this is the acceptable year of the Lord and May he help us serve them in love and clearly tell them what to do to be set free from the power of sin and death and have the hope of everlasting life. Verse two, in the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Now the day of vengeance is coming against a lawless, Christ-rejecting world. Then Christ will return to tread the winepress of the wrath of God. This must occur before Christ can establish his kingdom on earth. When he returns, he will comfort the Jews of Jerusalem, who, according to the prophet Zechariah, will look upon the one whom they have pierced and mourn for him as one mourns the loss of an only child. Jesus will console all who mourn in Zion. He will give them beauty for their ashes and the oil of joy for their mourning. He will remove the spirit of heaviness and give them the garment of praise. Now, as they enter the millennial kingdom, they will be called the trees of righteousness. They will be planted in the land for God's glory, and the world will flock to their shelter. Verse 4, and they shall rebuild the old ruins. They shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. The Antichrist will destroy Israel through warfare, and there will be great worldwide cataclysms that level everything. So the Jews will have their work cut out for them to rebuild and repair the ruined cities. Israel has never fully occupied the land that God promised to Abraham and his descendants, but they will during the kingdom age. Strangers shall stand and feed your flocks, and the sons of the foreigner shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. The Gentiles will come into Israel and will farm the land. This will enable God's chosen people to fulfill their unique calling. But you shall be named the priests of the Lord. They shall call you the servants of our God. You shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory you shall boast. Instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. And instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. The Jews will be priests and servants of the Lord. They will minister to the spiritual needs of the nations who come to worship the Lord and bring their wealth to Israel. Israel will then receive the double portion that the firstborn son of a household would receive. No longer will they have confusion, oppression, and sorrow. No longer will there be anti-Semitism, but rather they will possess everlasting joy. 
For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery for burnt offering. I will direct their work in truth and will make with them an everlasting covenant. We need to know what God loves and hates. He loves justice, but he hates robbery for burnt offering. He hates offerings that are given in pretense or by ripping people off. Our offerings should be brought in sincerity and should cost us something. God promised to direct their work in truth. What a blessing it is when God is directing your work. Listen, if God is leading you, then you cannot go wrong. God would make with them an everlasting covenant. That's included in the new covenant prophesied in Jeremiah chapter 31. Their descendants shall be known among the Gentiles and their offspring among the people. All who see them shall acknowledge them that they are the posterity whom the Lord has blessed. Israel will be world-renowned as those who are blessed by God. Now, with all these wonderful promises given to Israel during the millennial kingdom, is there any application to the church today? I believe that there is. If we walk in the faith and the righteousness that God loves. When God brought Peter to the house of the Roman centurion Cornelius, as Peter preached to them, the Holy Spirit came upon them all. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. God accepts everyone who fears him, believes in his son Jesus Christ, and does what's right. Christ became sin for us so that we could become the righteousness of God in him. And if we walk in that righteousness, then we can expect God's blessings. The Lord will give us his good news. He will heal our broken hearts. He will set us free from the power of sin. He will give us the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. He will make us trees of righteousness in the land so that we may glorify him. He will direct our work in truth. Yes, there will be a unique physical aspect to these marvelous promises that are reserved for Israel in the kingdom age. But there are many blessings given today to those who walk by faith in the will of God. We are accepted as God's dearly loved children in the beloved Jesus Christ. Verse 10, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. It's as though Isaiah can hardly contain himself. He just breaks out in joy, just realizing what God is going to do for his people in the future. Then they will be clothed with salvation and righteousness, and they will be as a bridegroom who is decked with ornaments or as a bride who adorns herself with her jewels. So will the children of Israel be in the day of God's blessing during the millennial kingdom. For as the earth brings forth its bud, as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth 
before all the nations. What a wonderful time that will be. I certainly want to be here during that millennial reign of Christ in the kingdom age when the lion will lie down with the lamb. It's going to be an amazing time. Yes, there is a year of the Lord's favor. We are in that age of grace when God is not counting our sins against us, but he's willing to forgive everyone who believes in Jesus Christ. But the day of vengeance is coming when God will judge this world, and our day of reckoning will come when we breathe our last breath. So don't let this acceptable day of salvation pass you by, but in faith and obedience, respond to the voice of the Lord. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your promises. We thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, and anointing him with your spirit to proclaim good news to the poor, to bind up brokenhearted, and to set the captives free. Father, I pray for anyone listening to this today who needs your touch, Lord, Reach them where they are at as they call upon your name. May they experience your divine favor. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify and please leave us a review. Tomorrow we will see where Isaiah will not rest until the salvation of Zion goes forth to all the world. She shall be called by a new name. Prepare the way for her salvation is coming. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Isaiah on Simply the Bible.